Mama, a word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. We love mamas. We love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in the closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms. That's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and your sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. We want you to know that motherhood is important. Motherhood is valuable. The work you do each day matters. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the mamahood. Welcome to the Mamahood Podcast. I'm Dallin, here with my co-host, Marin. How are you doing today, girly? Might I say, you look ravishing. Would you like to go out sometime? Oh, sorry, did you want to introduce it? Did you want to, did you want to start us off? <clears throat> Welcome to my podcast, <laughs> the Mamahood Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, who actually probably is the owner of the podcast because of all of the work that he does. No, well, I just listen. <laughs> I just listen back. I'm your biggest <coughs> fan. I listen along with everyone else. We've got Dallin here today, my beloved sweet husband. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Um, Dallin has listened to every episode of the Mamahood podcast. Indeed. He's the editor and producer and just the one that actually puts this whole shindig together (laughs) (laughs) so welcome thank you i really appreciate you having me on today dallin and i have been married for eight years wow we have four kids yes we met when we were 16 Mm -hmm. we're friends and then lovers (laughs) first friends and then lovers (laughs) friends to lovers (laughs) um we enjoy Long walks on the beach. We do. <laughs> we that is true. <laughs> and pina coladas. I do love pina coladas. Yeah. Those are good. Uh, we enjoy adventures, hikes, traveling. New places. Big cities, new Being places. Sporadic. But we also can enjoy like random small town on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. Calico ghost town. You ever been to Calico? We Calico's also amazing. really enjoy like just any place with like a variety of like shops and restaurants that we can go into right yeah like, it's it's always fun when we go we went and visited my parents that are living in missouri right now on a mission mm-hmm. and they wanted to take us to like Legoland and stuff and we were like no 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 we want to walk around downtown independence, independence missouri <laughs> and walk in all of the little small shops and they've lived there for a year, and they had never done that. Yeah. And they were like, whoa, this was really fun. We found, like, a Scandinavian shop. We found, like, a fun little barber-type thing. thing. We found, like, a soda fountain shop. We found, like, a little cooking shop. We found an art shop. found a dad shop. A dad shop. An antique shop. Yeah. We love that kind of stuff. It's fun. Support your local businesses. Yes. We also love 
some snacks <laughs> and just sitting in our bed watching Seinfeld. We also love to do nothing. I mean, right after this, we have a date set to watch Eclipse because you've been showing me all the Twilight movies. So. Yes, that's true. Dallin has never seen Twilight. Never, saw, never seen him. And yeah. we've been, I've been forcing him to watch them and it's <laughs> been hilariously bad. <laughs> what have been your impressions on Twilight so far? You know, I just, I watch it and I just think I'm way better than Edward as a person. <laughs> he is a, he is something else. That you don't want to kill me and suck my blood. And He's just so creepy. He There's is so creepy. There's so many moments. I'm just, what the? Like when he, when it's like showing her asleep in her bed and then it just pans up and he's just standing in the corner of her room. I got shocked by that. (laughs) I was shocked by that. I forgot about that. Yeah. And then I was like, whoa. And then he's just like, hey, I like to watch you sleep. It's because I can't sleep because I don't have any blood. Yeah. And they like barely knew each other. And he was like, I can't. I'm so. I can't can't resist. I I can't help being around you. Yeah, it's he's like, oh super gosh, dramatic. Man. I mean, New Moon was quite the well, journey. Well, he's like an abusive boyfriend. He really is. Oh, he's like he really mean is. to her one day and then nice the next day. I can't for the life of me understand. Like, especially when she goes around like the whole vampire family. Yeah. And it's like, we don't sleep. We don't eat. We want to suck your blood. We're cold. We're boring. We're really uppity. And then she goes around like Jacob and his crew mm-hmm. and they're like fun the loving. Fun, right? They're eating pie. They're mm-hmm. hanging out in the woods. Everyone's super friendly, warm, loving. They eat food. They sleep at night. And it's like, you want the vampire family? Yeah. Well, and there's that one Makes guy no that sense. like looks like he's always looking like, I don't know, his eyes are super wide. Jasper. And, yeah. He's so, he's so weird looking. And yeah. then he tries to eat her. Yeah, she's she gets <laughs> that was, she gets probably the biggest paper cut I've ever that was seen. My favorite part was when the way that Edward was trying to support her, like his supportive thing was to throw her against a wall, against a mirror, <laughs> break a bunch of glass. Uh, Honestly, the whole thing's pretty insane. It is. And then when he's like, or what does he say, like? You better hold on tight, spider monkey. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I burst out laughing and paused. I went, "Is that a? Is was that real? Did he really just say, hold on, spider monkey?'" I'm just sitting here wondering, like, did Stephanie Meyer just always wish someone would call her spider monkey? There's something about monkeys for her, cause like, it, there's multiple people that call each other monkey, some form of monkey. Yeah, she thinks she thought it was cute. Yeah, I guess cute, cute nickname. Yeah. Well. Well. Anyway, we aren't here really to discuss Twilight, though we probably could for. We I could talk about it for time. hours. It's been an insane show. Maybe after we finish the whole series, we we'll can do, do a, breakdown. a little breakdown of just kind of the whole journey of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that sounds like a the good highs point. and the lows. What's great? What's bad? You yeah. Know? Yeah. The highs and the lows. The highlights. You're really gonna be shocked by the fourth one. I really enjoyed those. What are those weird looking guys that were like the vulture? You have too the many. The vulture, Dallin. They're called the vulture. I liked those guys. The, they were like the vampire cool. like government. My favorite one was yeah. the guy that was sitting in the chair, like staring off the side, and he's like, "Let them go now." Like he's just like too too cool to not pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, reading the books, mm-hmm. the vulture 
like upset me when I was a teenager, but now yeah. I'm like, so they're kind of the voice of reason a little bit. Well, you need to turn her. She knows too much. Well, and then, except for the part where they brought in all those tourists yeah. and then ate them. Oh, the vampires are hungry. That was terrifying. I know. That was. This, yeah, now this. You must go. We will series, eat our snack. This series has some issues. It's all right. Issues. It's fun. When we get to Breaking Dawn and they get married and then they consummate their marriage and then there's a baby. Oh, I'm stoked. It's just a lot. I'm really excited. And I'm just warning you that it's pretty hard to, it's a hard pill to swallow at the end what ends up happening with Jacob. Well, let's go. It's not like tragic. It's just literally like. I refuse to accept that. <laughs> is is basically uh, what it is. Well, <laughs> I'm excited. It's been a great time. So that's what we're doing after this. Is it? <laughs> Maybe not. It's kind <laughs> of late. Okay. So we didn't bring you all here today to talk about Twilight. We brought <laughs> you all here today to talk about something just as magical and mystical, though. Mm, which is more magical and disneyland indeed um this is going to be our first disneyland slash theme park uh chapter of, in our summer series um we're doing a little bit of a summer series we're talking about all things you can do with your kids all summer um we're diving into like theme parks disney i'm having some disney moms on later in the summer um who are local to disneyland to share some tips and then we're doing some episodes on like some stuff to do outside with your kids and then some episodes to do inside with your kids. And we've got a lot of good, good people coming on to chat about it. So this is our first episode uh, of the summer the series. series. And I'm kicking it off. Yes. And I brought on my favorite person. What? Wow. My bestie. Wow. I feel really, really privileged. And you know what? Disneyland should be sponsoring you with all of the Disneyland episodes you're doing. I we know. just love Disneyland. We really do. So we much. love it. And it's funny how controversial that is now. There's people who hate me for loving Disneyland. Oh, I just I just try and I just ignore all of it. I just go to the park and have a fun time. Yeah. But I do want people to know like you should give it a second go. If yeah. you've given up yeah. or if you've decided in your head, like, this is not for me, mm-hmm. just try it one more time. Yeah. Listen to all of our episodes this summer about it with the tips, the tricks, mm-hmm. and then give it another go. Just because there's a mindset to it. I had to shift my mind. Well, I ha- we had our mind set <coughs> shifted when our uh, Henry was two or three years old. When he was, it, two, it was 18 a, months 18 old. 18 months. It was a metamorphosis. I had my eyes open. I yeah. used to go have a huge old long list of everything we're going to do. And we wait. There's like this agenda and everything. But then I realized something, which I think is what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell them. What did you realize? Well, when I think the first thing with the park is watching little Henry. I was so stressed about we got to get on. We got to get on this ride and get on that ride and go on all this stuff. And then we got to make sure that we get the swap for this and yada, yada, yada. But when I watched Henry, I was like, wait a second. The 18-month-year-old boy was so excited because he got to meet giant Pooh Bear. 
Yeah. And for like two seconds, I got to see through his eyes again and be a kid again. And I yeah. watched that little chubby boy waddle over to Pooh Bear and give him the biggest hug ever yeah. and squeeze his belly. And me and you broke down. We were like crying about that. Oh, it was unexpected. Yeah. We were not expecting to feel emotional at Disneyland. No. And it was really sweet because then I realized, oh, this isn't like your local theme park. The whole point of this, like the whole reason it was made in the first place was to go have an experience more than just rides. Yeah. There's there's so much more when you open your eyes and you slow down a little bit and look around and realize this park is way this is different it's not about hitting every single thing that you can while you're there it's about catering the experience to your child seeing what they like experience it through their eyes i mean we you walk down main street instead of hustling by and trying to get where you can go if you walk slowly down main street there are tons of shops and a movie theater that's playing cartoons and the smell of popcorn and music playing. And there's a quartet that comes walking by singing songs and your kid walks over and dances in front of it. You could spend two hours on Main Street as you're walking in without even going on a ride. Yeah. Have a, a magical experience, you know. Yeah. That's the shift. Well, and I think I just realized on that same day. And that day really kicked off. I mean, we both grew up going to Disney, but that day kicked off like our obsession. I think because up till then we were kind of like, here's our list. We're doing the fast passes. We're going to hit every ride. And then we both realized at the end of that day, like the most joy we felt today Mm -hmm. was in in a moment, a magical moment. And realizing that we could help our kids to have like core memories here and that those are those feelings live with them forever and live with us forever and i've i've spoken a lot on this podcast and on other podcasts the importance of making your motherhood magical and finding the magic in raising kids and obviously that can be found everywhere from your own living room to your own backyard to the mountains to the beach to the mall whatever you can find magic anywhere being a parent but one of the best places where we've been able to create really magical moments with our kids is at Disneyland so um we're not going to share every tip in this episode it would be ridiculous if we did well and also because we are bringing on some other Disney moms Mm -hmm. um throughout the summer and I'm I'm gonna let them kind of share some of their expertise and they each kind of have different little expertise that they want to share. Our next mom who's coming on in a few weeks is Lindsay. She shares a lot about with toddlers, kind of how to make it fun. So um, we're going to, Dallin and I are not going to dive into like every little tip that we know because that's just hours and hours and we want to give you a few every, you know, few weeks. We'll jump the into the vibe, right? But Everyone's got to have. This is my thought. It's going back to a Disney thing again. I think of me as a dad. I can get so stressed in the park. I can get upset. My kids are being whiny. Things are going hard. It's easy to get stressed out in that environment. Especially if you're trying to get your quote unquote bang for your buck. Right? It's like, oh, we we spent all this money and 
got to get through all these things because we don't do everything. Then why did we come? And everyone has to have like a Mary Poppins moment, like in the new one with Michael or the the old one with Mr. Banks, which if you haven't watched this show, go watch it again. Watching it as a parent. Oh my goodness. It's like life changing, like rewatching Mary Poppins with kids. Both of us were really emotional. Oh, go watch that show. Especially, I think it's an important show for fathers to see. Like, I don't know. It was really good. You need to have that Mr. Banks moment where you come to realize, like, if, you, if you're at the park and you stop and you look at what your kid is trying to communicate and trying to do, kid wants to go fly a kite. Mm-hmm. And so if you stop worrying and you start just embracing the environment and trying to feel what they feel i think it's one of the only places you can like let that inner kid inside of you come out while you're there with your kids if you just watch them they'll teach you the the kids will teach you how to have a fun time at disneyland Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well and you have (coughs) sorry i have a cough and it's a problem it's a lingering cough um you have to decide what bang for your buck means. Like what that means. Mm-hmm. Because if you just change the definition of like what is your bang for your buck, then it's so much more enjoyable. Like if your def- definition of getting your bang for your buck, in quotes, is riding every ride, why? Really ask yourself why that is getting your bang for your buck to me getting now the phrase is sounding weird the more i say it (laughs) getting your bang for your buck yeah where'd that phrase come from um (laughs) is did my children have core memories here yeah did our family have a magical moment where we felt like we grew closer to each other here today right and that has shifted my perspective so much. And I think it's also helped us both to be like less annoyed at the mm-hmm. price point. Um, that said, if you're going to go more than twice in a year, definitely get a um, pass because right. you do get your money's worth if you're going to go more well, than twice. Well, and I get the stress of if it's one, it's a, your own family trip every few years or whatever. And you're there and, and you have the nostalgia with the rides and you want to go and do everything that you have loved growing up. I think the best kind of shift of advice I can give with that is just to remember that I passing that to like our kids is easier to do when the days are built around them and are not full of stress with trying to do all the rides and all the stuff. And you can have really meaningful experiences on a few of the things in the park (laughs) and then they will forever say, I remember going with my mom on this or when we stopped and we danced at this spot or, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's something that is important to consider for sure. Well, and you're not, you had your childhood, right? Like Mm -hmm. you had your childhood memories there. Now it's time for your kids to have their childhood memories there. Right. To me, like hands down if you're looking for those core moments those core memories those are not on the rides for me if you're just like okay how do I create the most magical moments for my kids today it's one find a character 
the characters are so good at interacting with the kids, mm-hmm. especially little kids. Like they really, um, they're, they are professionals. Like they make it m- magical for your kid. And two is watch one of the forms of entertainment. There's a lot of entertainment at Disney. There's the parade that happens twice a day. There's the fireworks show. There's world of color. There's phantasmic that's coming back, um, in a few months. So, like, um, there's, like, the Dapper Dans that come out throughout the day and seeing the marching band that comes out and seeing twice a day Mickey and Minnie come out with the Dapper Dans and do a little show. Um, there's In the Golden Horseshoe, which is a restaurant. They do, like, a piano performance. There's all kinds of, um, like, entertainment around the park. And I feel like whenever we stop and make the entertainment kind of a priority, we have, like, really special, memorable moments because the entertainment is really like top notch at Disney. Would you agree with that? Yeah. No, I think I think that the entertainment's amazing. Um I get the stress behind it again <laughs> because there's this idea like, well, we got to do all of it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. pick one. Just pick one. I also think the the whole park was made in a way by Walt Disney that if you embrace letting yourself be a kid and explore when you're there with your kids, the park invites you to do stuff all day. Yeah. You just have to look around. Like if you really, if you literally just wander around the park and this is, (coughs) I think something people haven't done since like the eighties. Yeah. (laughs) But like if you really just allowed yourself to just like wander around the park, which is something that we do a lot because we're there so often. Mm-hmm. Like, wander, stop and listen to different entertainment, stop and grab a treat if it looks good. If you walk past the Jungle Cruise and it's a 15 minute wait, jump in line. And then as you're walking past the Pirates of the Caribbean and it's 10 minutes, jump in line. Then you're walking past and the train's pulling up, jump on. And you see a character standing. At the exit for Fantasyland, jump off the train and go meet him. Well, and look, like, if you like, really just walked around and just let the park kind of entertain you throughout the day instead of trying to make a to-do list, I actually think at the end of that day, you'll be like, whoa, that was a really fun day. Yeah. It's like, look up. Because I think yeah. we're like always looking down and trying to get through the crowd or whatever. If you look up. Looking at your app. <laughs> it, well, and there's so many buildings everywhere, too. And like, ask yourself next time you're there, like, What's in that one? I've never been in that one. What's over there? I've never been over there. And it's shocking how almost everything you can go into and interact with. And there's, you know, we keep discovering things that we never discovered before or decorations we've never seen before or interactions. Like, I, I think one of my favorite places in the park is the, you know, I've, I don't know what it's officially called, but it's like the princess area. And I know it sounds yeah, fantasy fair area. Yeah, I know yeah. it sounds funny. It's like, why would you like a princess area? And it's like, well, I just like how magical it feels because you go in there and there's these buildings again. Like, I didn't know there was a thing hidden in a corner that the kids can turn a knob and it plays a song and shows them a thing on the, you know, inside the box. Or there's a theater and then all of a sudden a show starts and you just walk in there and sit and watch it. Or yeah. There's a little cart you can uh, anyway. It I think the 
if you let your kids or your kids' instincts lead you and your curiosity lead you, you can have a lot of fun. And we've gone with a lot of people and we've gone with a lot of friends. And I think the friends that have let themselves do that have had a really good time. And if you just yeah. walk into the park, you walk through the entrance and you just let your kid lead it. Mm-hmm. Or if they're old enough, right? Or if they're younger than you, obviously you need to lead it. But if you try and find the magic through your child, they will give you things to do in Disneyland all day. Yeah. We went with some friends recently who hadn't been in a long time, like since they were kids. And we just did some simple stuff like walked down this little kind of hidden path that goes around the side of the castle. And then we got around there and we were like, hey, did you know you can go inside the castle? And they were like, what? And we went inside the castle and they told us later that was their favorite part. Like, I think there's just so many little hidden spots, like you said, that you can stop and explore. And that's what makes it different than going to like Six Flags is the extra little hidden magical moments. So um, rather than giving like all of like the big main tips that you're going to hear later this summer with other other disney moms we're gonna give some hot tips <laughs> that's that's what i listed as hot, hot tips. off the press hot tips maybe the things you're not gonna hear on every disney podcast yeah. maybe not the things that you're gonna see on every disney okay. blog okay we high pressure we here. wrote we wrote down some things and we're gonna kind of share them just just some little hot tips just some little things Maybe you've heard this these before. Maybe you haven't. But this isn't going to be, you know, hey, did you know that Walt Disney made this park? Like, it's not going to be the tips you've heard before. Okay. Mm. These are going to be little. Was little... that a tip or was that trivia? I don't know. <laughs> our first our first tip is, well, we already kind of covered, was to chill out. So I'm going to move <laughs> on to our next tip. Okay. Which is to to go early and stay late. How is that possible, Marin? How can you go early and stay late at the same time? So, so this is something that confuses a lot of people. <laughs> because a lot of people are very focused on the rope drop in the morning. R- correct. Um, which... Which is great. Has its merits. You should do the morning. The morning is fantastic. Morning's fun. You you get in there in the morning and Cherished it really tradition. is so magical. There's hardly anyone there before ten o'clock. Can get some Mickey pancakes. There's you can grab breakfast almost everywhere in the park. Cast members are super cheery. The characters are out. Um, you, you can follow cruise, a rope. Can cruise through rides in the morning. True. A lot of people come in at rope drop and they like push through those first couple hours and then they leave after the fireworks. They stay till 930. It's like a mass exodus. We just watch the flood of people leave. And then guess what happens? It's more empty. Everything is completely empty. After the fireworks, Fantasyland is a ghost town. Everywhere is a ghost town. We, We go on... Almost every trip we go on, we hit all of the rides in Fantasyland. After the fireworks. There's no wait. Just one after another after another. And teacups at night, guys. Magic. So fun. Magic. Or, but honestly, anywhere. Yeah. It gets after the fireworks. You've got 
you can r- run on and ride pirates four times. You want to do row. the new Mickey Mouse railroad ride? Yes. Go after the fireworks. <coughs> It'll be three hour wait during the day. It will be a walk on after the fireworks are over. We we were in Toontown after the fireworks, and Pluto Ghost was town. Pluto was standing around waiting for someone to come and talk to he him. Was bored all during the day. You've got lines for the characters after the fireworks you've got characters that are just like hey waiting for anyone to come and say hi to them after the fireworks tomorrowland like five minutes for buzz five minutes for star tours five minutes and and pirates you could you could do pirates four times in a row over and over again you the only things that stay long at night are the ones that are like a lot of older kids like like as i think california adventure stays pretty busy or space mountain thunder mountain those are pretty busy at night still but yeah all these other ones haunted mansion too like all that you can just walk on all of them yeah yeah i mean something to keep in mind is like the star wars ride closes at nine or whatever sure. so there are things that you want to make sure you do during the day check your app to see like when they close but seriously the night's are so magical there's like no other kids the ra- around, around really yeah hudson's and always doing dances on all over the place um but so man, how do you do it how, how can do you do it because your kids are so tired right so our best best tip if you are traveling to disney obviously this is not necessarily the case if you're a local but if no. you're a local you're probably not listening to yeah, if you're local you're like this is old news if you're traveling to disney Make it top tier priority to stay close to the park. I know that that isn't always top tier priority because you are going to pay a little bit more to stay close to the park. Well, or even stay somewhere that you can... That has a shuttle. Has a shuttle. Right. And there are places with a shuttle. Uh-huh. Like um, we ta- we've stayed at the Holiday Inn Express in Fullerton. That, that's cheap. Like way cheaper. Mm-hmm. Has a shuttle though that will take you there and back. Yeah. So... Stay somewhere where you can easily go back to your hotel and rest midday. Midday at Disneyland is packed. Like Yeah, and it's hot. It's packed. It's it's like by the time you hit like one o'clock, mm-hmm. it's packed in there. And you can still have the most magical time. Like if you wanna stay the whole day, I say midday is when you hit like a lot of those non ride attractions that we're gonna talk about. Yeah. Like morning but if you've got the kids, you take them. 11 or or noon and you go back to your hotel and you just let them you take the stress off don't be worried about i gotta get back there we gotta do the rides just let them sleep take a nap nap. take a nap let them even just relax even if they're not sleeping, just relax in the hotel you relax you take a nap and if you get up at five or dinner time or it's been a long time and (coughs) and you get up really late don't stress about it. It's okay because now you're going to go back to the park and you're going to stay until midnight. Till midnight. And those hours between 9 to midnight, you are going to be able to do everything. I would take 9 to midnight any day over like 11 to 5. Right, right. So so prime, prime Disney day. Get there at Rope Drop. Ride the big rides in the morning. Go home midday or spend midday on some of the non-ride attractions that we're going to mention. And go back at night and hit all of the like not not big rides, right? Like hit all the Fantasyland rides, hit all the like pirates and I call them classic rides. Classic None of the rides. thrill rides, classic ones. Right. Or enjoy some characters at night. You know? Yeah. The other 
the other thing that people don't always realize or know is you can mobile order even from your hotel. Yeah. So you can be back at your hotel and if you have a reservation that day for the park, Mm -hmm. you can order your dinner from the hotel. Mm -hmm. So you can be at the hotel ordering on your app to pick up your dinner at 6 p.m. at Plaza or at Jolly Holiday. You can't mobile order yeah, Plaza Inn. Just a, a picture of this. Instead of the stress of Disneyland, you're back at your hotel. Everyone's resting. You're sitting on the bed and it's comfy. And you pull out your phone. You're not scrambling last minute for dinner and everything's sold out. And you're and you're picking the time ahead of time. Yeah. You're saying at 530, I want to pick this up. So it's amazing. It's amazing. And then you meander back over, walk in. Your dinner's waiting for you at 530. You eat it. You watch the 6.30 parade, mm-hmm. and then you just enjoy the rest of the evening. Yeah. And you stay till midnight, and you have the most magical flip-in time. You carry the kids home. They're sleeping on your shoulder. Yep. The lights are, are going on Main Street. Nothing better. And the other thing, I with how limited the number of people there are at this point every single time, I don't think most people know this, that it's like the last half an hour of the park being open Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy all come up to the front of the park yeah, and yeah. interact with whoever's there yeah, and yeah. interact with the kids and then say goodbye. I and don't do even think people together. know that. I don't either. It's only like seven people there every People time. stress all day about meeting Mickey and Minnie at the very end of the night. They're just hanging out like at 11 the front 30, of the park. Like 11.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. They're standing in front of the train station ready to greet you. Yeah. And there's like no kids there. No. So they they will automatically gravitate to your kid. It's really great. It's fun. It's fun. It's times. really really great. Yeah. I do say if you can see the fireworks, the fireworks show. Yeah, fireworks show right now is killer. It's, it's killer. amazing. And it's it will switch to the Halloween show in September. Yeah. But um. But wonder, right now the wonders, show's good from anywhere. Like you could yeah. be any. You don't even need to stress about getting a good spot beforehand. We've shown up two minutes before. And just jumped into somewhere on Main Street, and it's amazing. You can stand at the very back of Main Street by the train station, yeah, and, it's and still, great. still see it, yeah. Yep. And it's great. Um. Okay. So I mentioned a little bit about like the non-ride attractions, and I want to talk about this because I feel like these are the things people consistently skip over, mm-hmm. and especially out of towners who are traveling there, yeah. don't take the time to do these things. But some of them are like. Our favorite things. Yeah. So, like, I'll start with one. It's the Mark Twain Riverboat. Yeah. This is my favorite non-ride attraction. By non-ride attraction, I mean it's not the rides that are on your app that have, like, a line that you stand in. There's not a line. Right? These are just the things around the park. And this is that big white riverboat that you've seen. It's right across from Thunder Mountain. And... There will never be a long wait to get on it. You just go stand at the dock and you wait till it yeah, comes. It's like 10, 15 minutes. You can sit down while you it, wait. It's actually a really great spot to park your stroller to. <laughs> we realized. Yeah. Right? Didn't we realize there was like a hack with that? Like we can. Well, you can just put park your stroller underneath that thing. While right. You wait for him to come. Yeah. And we realized. If it's raining, I think that's what it was. Oh, yeah. Where, like, if it's raining, you can park under there. Anyway, um, and the Mark Twain Riverboat 
is one of the reasons I love it is it's super historical to the park. It's been there since opening day and it is a real functioning steamboat. So it's <coughs> so it still functions with like the steam and the big um, propeller on the back and it's original wood and everything that was there when it was first made. Walt and his wife, Lillian, um, took it on its maiden voyage on their 50th anniversary about a week or so before the park opened. And um, you can tell when you're standing on there that it is super historical in a super special spot. And it goes all around. You can stand there. It's really relaxing, mm -hmm. the sound of, like, the going down the river. And there's, like, a whole little, like, nature-y kind of voyage it goes on. And you get to see... It's a ride. Yeah, it's a ride. You see a bunch of, like, um, other animatronics and stuff. And it's really fun. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah. I love that one. One of my favorite ones I mentioned earlier is on Main Street. Again, if, if you have gone to Disneyland and you have not gone in every single shop on Main Street encourage you to do so i know it probably like oh it's just merchandise there's a lot of things hidden in there there's a magic shop in there which i know people probably seen but my favorite one is the cinema mm -hmm. you go in and it looks like oh is this gonna what is this and you walk in there great spot to just sit down relax this for a minute while the kids spot. run or, yeah <laughs> whenever <laughs> whenever i have a breastfeeding baby uh -huh. this is where i go there are baby centers we've talked about this before and we will again um but this is a great breastfeeding spot because there's not really anyone in there. It's shady. It's dark. So your baby can drift off to sleep. Yeah. Um, great for putting babies down. And there's classic Mickey cartoons playing in there. So the yeah. kids can go and run around. You can keep an eye on them easily. And they yeah. can just sit and watch them. If you got, if you need to like chill out, yep. it's a great spot. I'd also say one of my new favorite spots that is brand new is in toontown yeah i love the kid play area there yeah. it, they have an entire like playground that mm -hmm. your kids can play on and run around and it's so fun our kids mm -hmm. want to are look forward to doing that sometimes more than anything else mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep the toontown playground is a great addition it's um huge mm -hmm. and i feel like it has good viewability yeah. of your kids like it's easy to say like stay here in this area and you can kind of see them and then it's really safe it's supposed to be like an all abilities park and so it's not like other playgrounds where your kid could like fall to their death it's yeah. very padded <laughs> and there's a lot of good fun interactive things to do it's we've needed a place like that for a long time in disneyland yeah it's great for that um, another favorite of mine is the castle. We mentioned a little earlier, you can walk through the castle mm -hmm. and not very many people know this, but if you go around the backside of the castle, um, there's the entrance and you can walk up in through the castle and it tells the story of Sleeping Beauty and it's kind of like a fun little side thing that's super magical for, um, little kids. Cause I don't think little kids expect that you're going to be able to go inside and it's really yeah. special. Yep. There's, uh, I mentioned earlier too, that one plaza, the princess spot 
is really fun too. There's fun interactive things for the kids to do, and I love watching the shows they put on. I never know when the shows are going to happen, but I feel like every time we were over there, I, oh, there's another show going They're on. They're pretty frequent. There's a sign up. They over retell there the that story tells... of one of the shows. So like they'll have Rapunzel and Finn come out and do a whole play, you know? Yeah. Really cute, really fun little spot. They do Rapunzel and Belle. Plus, think. they have the Lion King show too. I mean, this is what we're saying. There's so many things to do outside of just rides, but. And don't get us wrong, I love doing all of the rides. They're my favorite thing. But if you have Genie Plus and you've reserved it for, I think this bleeds into the next tip. Um, mm-hmm. But if you do purchase Genie Plus, which I think it's worth it if you want to go on the big rides, right? <coughs> um, if you have it, reserve big rides with it. Don't waste it on things that we talked about if you're going to be able to go on pirates at night over and over again or you're going to be able to Mm -hmm. hit Fantasyland early in the morning don't reserve that in the middle of the day instead reserve a bigger ride reserve you know i'd say the big ones to use it on that that consistently have long waits are space mountain thunder mountain rise of the resistance yeah um and probably mickey and minnie yeah Maybe. Sometimes Haunted Mansion, too. Yeah. But the other rides Or Indiana are, Jones. Oh, Indiana Jones. Yes, for sure. But then once you have the reservation, you can look and see, oh, okay. And do any rides have a short wait time? Mm-hmm. Well, let's go on that ride. Or let's wander about and look at all these fun things while we wait for this wait time to be ready. And then that way you're not frustrated because I understand the frustration, too. Of like, why can't I reserve thing after thing after thing? And the system's not the same as the fast pass system was. But I think that it opens the door to being able to just have fun doing some of these other things and smaller rides mm-hmm. while you wait for the big ride to be mm-hmm. open for you. Mm-hmm. And often the smaller rides have, I don't know, just more of a little magical feel to them. Like people skip over a lot. Like you'll reserve Peter Pan and then it's like, what am I supposed to do? Well, the Storybook Land Canal Boats right across from right across the way short line usually and super cute magical experience that's been there forever since day one and your kids are going to love it so just look around you or look on your app and see like oh this has um and this is what i was going to bring up is you might look and see one that says like oh this has 15 minutes well 15 minutes that's that's a long time well it's really not um if if anything is 20 minutes or shorter it's going to be a very short wait yeah usually they'll put for some reason, what we've noticed is this <laughs> one of the hot tips, as they say, hot tips or hot takes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they add 10 minutes to the wait time. I really think they do. So I that you're, ha- you're pleasantly that surprised. <laughs> I have often found that the lines go about 10 minutes quicker than posted. Unless it's Matterhorn Mountain. That yeah, ride makes longer. me want to scream every time I wait <laughs> in the line. Longer. And yeah. it goes way longer. <laughs> and the and the genie plus the lightning lane in that is it's still atrocious. It's still a long wait. I think if you want to do Matterhorn and you want to do it quick, you just have to do single rider, and that's yeah. the only way to make it. Do happen single rider, or do it early in the morning or whenever, because yeah. don't waste genie plus on that. And the other thing too, throughout we've learned with Rise of the Resistance, if you're if you're wanting to do Rise of the Resistance, reserve that first thing right when you go in the park early in the morning because and do it first thing. It, it do it first thing because it's it slowly starts to break down yeah, <laughs> through the day. Yeah, it does slowly break down throughout the day. Uh-huh. That's one you've got to do first thing. And the lightning lane on that's thing. amazing. 
Yeah. And you walk right on with yeah, the lightning. You, you don't wait that. at all. It's just straight walk on to the right. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you don't want to buy Genie Plus, you can just buy that one ride. Oh. And I would say it's worth it. Oh, yeah, just, for sure. <laughs> to just buy that one even yeah. to, to do. Because if you haven't ridden that one, it's fantastic. Um, Yeah. And so that's what I would say, too, is <coughs> people get discouraged a lot by queue times. They see 20 minutes and they're like, 20 minutes. Every single time I've seen a 20 minute wait time, we are on the ride in 10 minutes. Yeah. And the 10 minutes goes really fast. So I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get distressed. And if you see a ride 20 minutes or less, consider that a very quick, easy ride to hop onto. Yeah. And the other thing too, there are rides, for example, like Small World or Pirates. If you think of the capacity of the, see, I'm going to, I'm getting nerdy here, but you think of the capacity of the ride vehicle, they're projecting the line length by the length of the line. But they they don't usually take into consideration how many people that can move through a ride at one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so even though there's going to look like a bunch of switchbacks for pirates or for for uh, small oh, worlds, like, oh, this mm-hmm. line's going to take forever. Well, they're able to load a lot more people on and off at mm-hmm. a, at there's a like single There's like 20 moment. people to a boat. Right. And so um, it goes way faster than it seems. Pirates and small world go so fast. Like even um, the last time we were there... I jumped in a 30-minute small world line mm-hmm. um, because we I bumped into a friend and she didn't have Genie Plus. Anyway, um, we jumped into a 30-minute small world line, me and Emmy, and we were on so fast. Like, it really felt like we were on in 10 minutes. Yeah. So um, those, those lines go really, really quick. I also don't – I want to make sure we're not creating false hope. Because earlier you had mentioned if you reserve Peter Pan, but you actually can't reserve Peter Pan on Genie oh, Plus. Yeah. You're just being hypothetical. I was being hypothetical. Um, I can just see some mom out there, but wait, we don't have to wait in line on Peter Pan. No, yeah, sorry. You actually do. Peter Pan, Peter Pan is, is a good one to do first thing in the morning or late at night. I will say even late at night, Peter Pan will be at least 30 minutes. Yeah, and twenty all, to thirty, all but way it's gonna be midnight. way shorter than yeah, um, the normal part of the day. I have though, however, run to Peter Pan first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. and you can walk on to it if you yeah. do that. But the night one after the fireworks, Peter Pan is fine too because if you get a bunch of things done and then you go get in the Peter Pan line right before it closes, let's say you get in it at like eleven fifty or eleven fifty five, they'll let you finish out the line Mm -hmm. so they won't let new people in but you'll be able to ride on peter pan and be one of the last ones on it even though the rest of the park is closed that's another thing to think about too yeah 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 so let's give a few dining hot tips um the food can get like really stressful and um for whatever reason people get really stressed out about food and dining reservations and everything and um, one thing that's a little frustrating about Disneyland post-COVID mm-hmm. is the reservation thing. Like, oh, yeah. people are so stressed post-COVID mm-hmm. about getting reservations to stuff that it's almost like stuff just fills up so quickly. It does. A lot quicker than it used to. Like, pre-COVID, I remember us actually with my mom and my stepdad walking up to blue bayou and just getting a reservation that day 
Yeah. That is days of the past. You cannot do that anymore. Yep. Um, but something that we have learned is a little thing called Mouse Watcher. And it's a separate website, not Disney related, mousewatcher.com. They should so, be our sponsor, see? I know. <laughs> what Mouse Watcher does is you can sign up for a dining alert and you pay like five bucks. So it's, I think, worth it. <laughs> but depending on what five bucks is worth to you. But you pay like, <coughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <coughs> my cough is ruining every episode that I've been trying to record. Um, you pay like five bucks and then if anyone cancels their dining reservation, you will get a text from Mouse Watcher and you can grab that reservation. And people cancel the day before in yeah, throngs you get because penalized. you get a penalty if you don't. So like the day before your, your trip, you could sign up for Blue Bayou Mouse Watcher and you will have some reservations pop in that you can take the day before. Rather than doing this whole thing that people do like six weeks in advance, jumping on at 6 a.m. and take grabbing a reservation. Like just use Mouse Watcher. Now, I think the best reserve restaurant at Disneyland is Blue Bayou. That's not for everyone because yeah. the price tag is kind of nuts. Yeah. That's the restaurant that's attached to the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the best reservation restaurant that is like in between it's not as expensive blue bayou but it's still really high quality and really nice is cafe orleans mm-hmm. it's agree. great the food's amazing every time i agree the food there is just as good as blue bayou yeah but it's just the environment that's different so mm-hmm. it's just depending on like what you're looking for in your dining reservation because if you're looking for ambiance environment feeling like it's extra special yeah. Go with Blue Bayou. If you're looking for food, though, Cafe Orleans wins. And the Blue Bayou dinner menu is better than the lunch menu. <laughs> I'll say yes, that. important factor. Don't go to Blue Bayou for lunch. Make sure it's for dinner. <laughs> yeah, if you're going for the Monte Cristo, which you can only get at the Blue Bayou or Cafe Orleans, you can get it any day, which I know a lot of people are like diehard. They want to try the Monte Cristo. And with reason, it's so good. It is. But if you're going for, like, the fancy, if you're going for surf and turf, like the lobster, the steak, um, you've got to get a, a, after dinner starts at 4 p.m. So, after 4 p.m. dining reservation. Um, Okay. Another dining hot tip is um, the Tropical Hideaway, which is something we recently realized. It's this restaurant that's um, behind the Tiki Room. Yeah, it's like next to Jungle Cruise. Next to Jungle Cruise, yeah. It's like between. And it's like a walk-up restaurant. You actually can't mobile order there. They mm-hmm. s- they sell bao. And which they sell... Uh, Dole Whips. Different flavored Dole Whips. Yeah. yeah. But if you're getting food from Bengal Barbecue, which <laughs> is one of my favorite places to go because it's just, you know... Super tasty shish barbecue. Kebab. It's tasty. Skewers. Or skewers, yeah. yeah. I... I love that place, but there you can never find a seat. Yeah. So we just there's like ten tables. Yeah. Total next to Bengal Barbecue. It's ridiculous. So but, you just get the food and walk over to the other spot. Yep. Tropical Hideaway. There's a million tables. There's always open tables at Tropical Hideaway. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. And then you can go grab yourself a dole whip. Speaking of 
another great place to do this is Golden Horseshoe. Yes. Now, the Golden Horseshoe has its own menu. It's got all sorts of stuff, you know, I guess by all sorts of stuff, I mean chicken tenders and mozzarella sticks, right? The mozzarella sticks are great. They are. And if you're in the mood for that, and it, it hits hard. Root beer float. Root beer float. Fantastic. It is good. But yes. if you want to get some gumbo or you want to get some clam chowder or you want to get other food in the area, you can go take it to Golden Horseshoe still and have a great experience. That goes for any restaurant. You don't have to eat the food at the place that you order it. Mm-hmm. I know that that might be a mind-blowing <laughs> thing. But you can go and just sit at a table. No one is going to get mad at you for sitting at a table at a different restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Golden yep. Horseshoe is worth a good... It's that's. A, it's a classic place to go and watch them play the, the piano. Golden Horseshoe also, if you don't, if you're not worried about strollers, has an entire upstairs spot. Yeah. Where no one goes up there, and there's just a bunch of open tables. I know, like diehard Disney people love this tip, but for those who don't know about this tip, go upstairs, and there's open tables up there. Yep. You can grab food from anywhere and take it up there. Or go sit up there and mobile order at the Golden Horseshoe. It's a great place to feed kids. Yeah. Because chicken nuggets and fries, you know. And then they have entertainment in the Golden Horseshoe to watch. And it's really, really fun. Here's another hot tip. Implement the split up. What do I mean by this? If, let's say you decide, we need it. We let's get our kids some treats. Instead of bringing the whole family to get in a line to go grab some treats at Boo Corner or, or on Main Street, one of you stay with the kids in one of these magical sections. Enjoy the ambience <laughs> outside of the Pooh Bear ride, walking around Main Street. One of you stay with the kids while the other one grabs snacks and comes together. I know that sounds simple, but I have seen time and time again a family leave one line and go get into another line and just that those lines start to boil your brain or go to the Golden Horseshoe, sit down at a table, and then one of the parents goes and picks up the stuff. Again, that sounds like it's obvious, but just throwing that out there if you haven't thought of that. Because mm-hmm. it's also a really helpful thing. At least has yeah. been for us. Yeah. Yeah. We split up a lot and try and duel. 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 What's the word? Work together. Work together. <laughs> we're, um, we're tired. The last hot tip I'm going to give before we move on is... The Monday after Thanksgiving. This was a mind <laughs> this was a mind blowing experience for us. We went to Disneyland this year, this last year, the Monday after Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving Thursday, Thanksgiving weekend, everyone's with family, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We went on Monday. Mm-hmm. We were expecting the park to be so busy. We were expecting. We were like, Oh, everyone's gonna be here. Holiday. It's all Christmas now. Holiday, Christmas just started. It was the most dead I have ever seen the park. Yeah, more dead than February, more dead than January. There's no one there. I truly feel like that is like the lowest crowd day. Like people just, I think everyone thought about it. it made more sense. We went, oh yeah, everyone's with their extended family, and just ended uh, taking time off of work. So everyone's going back to work. Yeah. Going back to school. And you're not you're not saying Black Friday. You're saying no. the next week. Monday. Monday after. Yeah, because you said Monday. the day you said the day after. So it's, it's Cyber Monday. 
Cyber Monday. Yeah, Cyber Monday is the best day. Yes. That whole week after Thanksgiving is dead because everyone's already taken all this time off. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. I was shocked. I was shocked. And I know it is an ordeal to get there the Monday after Thanksgiving. Worth it. Man. Well, and now, if everyone hears this, they're all going to go. But Well, I mean, if, if all the listeners here go, we could have a party. Yeah, Come join true. us on Cyber Monday. Well, we've decided we're going to be there. The we've decided we are now going to be there every Monday after Thanksgiving. Yes, we will. it's just so, so great. So, if you're listening and want to hang out, Cyber Monday's the time. Okay. Um, we didn't. We didn't really introduce <laughs> what I wanted to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Our... Our business and our page. Oh, yeah. We forgot. We forgot. This episode is sponsored by Park Packs. <laughs> the perfect bag for your child. Designed from our children for <laughs> your children. Park Packs will delight. Yeah, we didn't talk about it. We launched a business. We did. It, we launched an... Op- Marin has spent tireless hours designing, working with the kids. Hudson has had a vision for things... They've been working together super hard and have created what I think is the perfect bag for Disneyland for children. Mm-hmm. We often think about fanny packs and bags for ourselves, but kids don't have good fanny packs. And you found a manufacturer that has worked with Nike. I mean, we're talking about really high quality bags, waterproof and perfect spots on the front for kids to put their pins in. Our sweet little Hudson has been making his own pins as well mm-hmm. that are based around each of the lands at Disneyland. Yep. They're amazing and they're so on pre-sale and right those now. Those are for sale too. Um and the park packs are um for sale now. Yeah. Yeah. It's on it's on a pre-sale. So you can go to getparkpacks.com. Yep. And order them and you can use code mama10. What? For a discount. Discount code. And um, come and support our little business. We're giving back to MS yep. Research with this business. Um, these bags like Dallin mentioned are designed, dreamed up by our kids. We put a ton of work into them. There's five yeah. different colors for your kids. Um, dare I say, for the time being, we are working on a mom bag. For the time being, they're also great for moms. Um, and it's a crossbody or a belt bag, yeah. whichever way you prefer to They're wear nice it. and small, and, but they have enough storage yeah. for the kids. They're not cumbersome for them to carry. They're for sure geared towards kids. They're perfect size for like kids' snacks, kids' little treasures and trinkets and stuff. Yeah. Um, and what you have left out for your wonderful listeners is if they go and purchase from the pre-order, if they're listening to this episode and thinking, man, you know what? It would be great to go to Disneyland again. If they purchase right now during this pre-sale, they are automatically entered into a competition to get two free tickets to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. You buy a little bag for your kid and then you could get free tickets to Disneyland. I don't think there's anything to lose. The code is MAMA10. The website is getparkpacks.com. Go and support Hudson and Marin and our family and these amazing bags for kids. They're very great. And like Ma- Marin mentioned... There are other bags coming for mm-hmm. adults and mm-hmm. many other things up your sleeve. Yes. And there's an Instagram page um, that we've made. It's it's <laughs> happiest kids on earth mm-hmm. at, at an, on Instagram. And we share about the park packs there, but we also just share tips and 
Disney um, content. Traditions, memories, moments with our family at Disneyland. We're there almost every single month. And so we share a lot of fun, magical stuff over there. We do. Go follow it. If you like this episode, go follow it. <laughs> and if you want to find me on Instagram, go to at happiest kids on earth. They couldn't find me on Instagram if they wanted to. I have a private account. Yeah, you have a private account. Yeah. But they but can come and watch you be a Disney dad. At they Happiest can. Kids on Earth. Happiest Kids on Earth. Okay, um, Disney quick round, Alan. All right. Favorite ride? Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. It's classic. It's nostalgic. I love it because of my childhood. I go on that ride, and I kid you not, if I, I take a te- few deep breaths when we're sitting in the boat, and then I'm transported back to a different time when I was a child. Yeah, it's classic. My two favorite are Thunder Mountain and Peter Pan. They're Peter great. Pan for that. For that same reason. The nostalgia, the childhood memories. Thunder Mountain is such a good time. Yeah. Every time. It is. Um, okay, favorite Disney food. Food, uh, not snack. Favorite food at Disneyland. <coughs> for sure is the corn chowder at which used to be the French market, but is now going to be Tiana's place. I am hoping to like i yeah i need to like call mickey up and beg him to leave the corn chowder there because i love it good price point really filling great stuff right now while it's closed i like the corn chowder but i'm a soup guy i'm a chowder guy so i think that's my favorite food yeah you dinner like chowder item. i do you really like chowder i like stews as well stew <laughs> my what favorite about you? food at disneyland is I mean, I love the Beria beef grilled cheese sandwich at Jolly Holiday. You do. Um, it comes with dip, French dip. Um, that is so so tasty. But um, my favorite spot to just grab food anytime is Plaza Inn. It's you can walk in at any point. It's that big pink restaurant. Ooh, yeah, the Plaza Inn roast. Whole. The roast is good. I love that. Um, the stuff. chicken's good. The salmon's mm-hmm. good. The pasta's good. Literally everything there is good. You can grab yep. salad. You can grab chocolate cake. The kids' meals are great. I also love me a Pizza Planet. Uh, what is it? Fusilli or something. Chicken fusilli. Yeah, that's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's good. Um, favorite treat. Um, probably. It used to be the churro. I think the churro is still up there for me. But I think my favorite treat has evolved to a simple cookie. They offer a really tasty cookie in all of their things. It's a Mickey cookie. I love it. Yeah. The cookie. The chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. With the chocolate ears. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tasty. It is good. Or the M&M Rice Krispie treat. That yeah. one's good too. Yeah. It's a good one. My favorite treat is the beignet. Oh, yeah, those are I've good. I've gone back and forth many times. Beignet, churro, ice cream. But um, the beignet wins out for me every time. My favorite, favorite treat is not there anymore. It was at Maurice's Treats, and it was the... Churro gear. Churro gear. Another and they made a new churro there. gear, and they're not very good. I'm another, just kidding. They're fine, but... Another great treat there, though, is the poison apple slush. Yeah, that, that is that's a tasty. Be sure tasty to get the whipped treat. cream. It's yep. good. Okay, yep. favorite land. Band. <coughs> land. Oh, it's like um 
the marching band. <laughs> oh, I can't. No, that's impossible. I guess. I mean, if I have to pick. Oh, I really love New Orleans Square. I love mm-hmm. it there. Every time mm-hmm. I go there, I love everything about it. The entire atmosphere is amazing. But I also love Frontierland because the old west and you know how I feel about cowboys. But <laughs> also, I really like Critter Country. I wouldn't say that's my favorite one, though. Probably New Orleans Square or Adventureland. Adventureland's really fun. It sounds like... But it's too small. Everyland? Probably New Orleans Square. Galaxy's Edge is really cool, though, too. I love Fantasyland. Probably New Orleans Square. That That's it. I picked it. Favorite ride per favorite place. Or Adventureland. Or New Orleans Square. I'm getting glared at. <laughs> what about you? What's your favorite land? Um, I also have a really hard time picking. But I would say lately it's... Main Street or Fantasyland? Oh, Main Street can be a land? Yeah, totally. Well, yeah, I love Main Street USA. It's that one. Well, there's no rides, so New Orleans Square. <laughs> um, I'm happiest on Main Street. I feel the most magical in Fantasyland. Love Small World. That's become very special to me, so... Anyway, um, okay, what was my next question? <coughs> what do you think is the best land for kids? Depends on the kid. I think Fantasyland is great for everyone. There's a m- million magical things, too. I think that Toontown is a blast for kids. If they like the characters especially. Um... Yeah, like a character chaser or someone likes to play. A kid likes to play on the playground, explore around Toontown. If kid loves, like, Buzz Lightyear and Spaceships, Tomorrowland is amazing for that kid. Yeah. Like, the, going on Autopia. Tomorrowland's great for kids, actually. We neglect that a lot, but listen yeah. to this. Rockets. Mm-hmm. Buzz. Mm-hmm. Cars Nemo. to drive on. Yeah, Nemo. Nemo. Well, and you go on a submarine. Autopia. Yeah. Monorail. Star Tours. You can build a lightsaber. Pizza Planet. I mean, it's not our favorite land, but I would say it's our our little boy's favorite land. Yeah, they love it. Well, and Space Mountain's there, and you can ride that at a really young age. It's a lot of fun for kids. Yeah. Tomorrowland's great. Land's great. I think those are the core three, though, that are the best. I think that little kids like the most, it seems. Yeah. 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 Okay. Last one. Best souvenir. Best thing you can bring home from Disney. Spirit jerseys. <laughs> Marin knows I'm obsessed with spirit jerseys. But that, I mean, they're collectible. They're they're comfy. They're breathable. I like the spirit jerseys there. I also collect a lot of knickknacks. I don't yeah. have a spending problem at Disneyland, do I? Yeah. We <laughs> just paid... A bunch of money to have one of Dallin's knickknacks shipped back to us that he left in the hotel. <laughs> His knickknack that cost an obscene amount of money. Um, to the point it was worth the shipping. Yeah. To send it back. <laughs> yep. And I left it in the hotel. 
Uh, my favorite souvenir to bring home from Disney is usually a mug. Um, they just have like so many fun They've mugs. They've got some good mugs. Um, but I would say if you're going to go and bring one thing home. Are you ready for this? My answer? I'm ready. Christmas ornament. Yeah, well, yeah, I know that. You love Christmas ornaments from Disneyland. It's so special. every time we go. It's so special, and it's something you get to keep forever, pull out, and look at. And they have so many good ones. Remember your trip, bye. They have a a store. It's called the Christmas Shop, and it is on the corner (laughs) of Main Street, and it's Christmas Shop all year round. The best. So even if you go and it's not Christmas time, you can buy a Christmas ornament. The best store in Disneyland. (coughs) I, I don't know how I would live without the store is Disney Anna at the very front. It's the best store in the park because it's the first store and it's full of knickknacks. It's full of knickknacks and art pieces. Yeah, and I love buying those knickknacks and and yeah. Yeah. Well, Dallin, thank you for joining me on the Momhead podcast. Thanks for having me. This was fun. Let's do it um, again. This has been a fun, fun discussion about Disneyland. It has. Um, and I'm going to ask you the question I ask all of our guests. All the mamas. All the mamas that come on the show. Yep. Describe yourself as a dad in three words. Oh, this is so hard. This is a hard question. I'm trying to think of what other moms have said when they've come on talking with you. No, describe just yourself as dad. I don't know. First three that come um, to mind. Don't overthink about it. Goofy. Yes. Um. Approachable slash available. Mm-hmm. Um. Guiding. Mm-hmm. Cuddly. That's four. Um. Loving. <laughs> it's five. Affectionate. I agree. Soft, but also um, directed, like a good mix yeah. of firm and soft. You're definitely the enforcer, but at yeah. the same time. But not a tyrant. You're like a big teddy bear for the kids, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good mix. But you're definitely goofy. Very goofy. I'd say like first and foremost. Goofy. You're a goofy dad. Yeah. Funny voices, funny games. Mm-hmm jokes yep with the kids i love that about you it's a fun time in this house i'll tell you that much four kids it's a lot they're very fun mm-hmm. wouldn't have mm-hmm. it any other way how would you describe me as a mom in three words gentle um like gentle and kind i think they're kind of the same thing um patient um, and then like loving, affectionate, warm, warm. Hmm. You're warm. That's sweet. You're like the orange lamp glow in a house at night. You don't think I'm like chaotic, scared, no, when you're, when anxious, you're, helicopter. No, no, when you're driving home and you see a lamp is on and it's late and you know you're about to go into your warm house. That's, that's how you are as mom. Oh, Love so you. Nice. Just being honest. It's so nice. I thought you were gonna say like OCD helicopter. <laughs> no. <laughs> you you are OCD and you are protective of our kids, but I don't think that you're. I, this is what I think you and I think all your moms listening to the show do. You guys see think that your kids and your spouse see you as you see you, 
I think that you are your worst critic 90, 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that moms criticize themselves constantly but what they forget is that your kids don't see what you're dealing with internally they don't see your internal anxiety they don't see the internal protectiveness what they see is the external part and from an observer for on the outside i can see that i can see the warmth that you give them even if i know behind the scenes that you're feeling a little stressed sometimes doesn't change the way that you are with the kids that's very sweet and honest. I love you. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, I would love to come back anytime. We've enjoyed having you. It was really good to have you on my show, on the Mamahood Podcast. I introed us. Well, <laughs> where, where can they find you? Where can they find me? I love that. Well, come find us at the hap- at Happiest Kids on Earth. Happiest Kids on Earth. And remember... Or on Instagram. Doing the impossible is a lot of fun. What is his quote? Um, it's a lot of fun to do the impossible. It's a lot of fun to do the impossible. Yes, Walt Disney. Oh boy. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye now. <laughs>